What up, what up, what up, people? Thank you all for tuning in again. Welcome to No Losses, Silent Wins. Today we have a special guest, my dear friend, my client. I can call you my client, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) What's my friend? Rachel. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here today. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. Appreciate it. So everyone, we all want to leave a disclaimer, actually. (laughs) So I'm leaving this disclaimer because as for those who listen, um, I mean, we can't speak for everyone. Obviously, these are all about perspectives. And this is our female perspective on what we've talked about last time. So we're going to get perspectives um, and more perspectives as the days go on and the episodes go on. So uh, whoever's listening, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we'll get right into it. So, Rachel, uh, as we know each other a little bit, we met back in July of last yeah. year at MBD. Shout out to MBD Psych. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you've been with me. We've been training. We've been exercising. We've been getting to know each other a little bit, which is good. Having a little bit of talk therapy every workout. Of course. You know, yep. my little psychology oh, yeah. sessions that I enjoy. So, um yeah, we'll get into it. So I wanted to ask you in regards to your relationship status, if you felt comfortable talking to us about that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm single. So here's her number. Not, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Hey, you did that with me last episode. Relax. Yeah, we'll leave the, the <laughs> Instagram and the phone number at the podcast oh, yes. this week. But um, yeah, I've been single since I would say... Off and on last spring through the fall mm-hmm. and um, really actually taking time away from the dating scene very recently, like in the past month and a half or so. Good. Okay. So in your recent relationship, what was that type of experience like for you? Um, More probably the more recent one. Well, I was in a three and a half, four year relationship, okay. which I got out of last spring, mm-hmm. um, but didn't officially cut ties with until the fall. And then I had another like back to back relationships for the past five months. So mm-hmm. both relationships were very different. The long term one was something that was probably a little bit more stable, a little bit more secure, where the short term one was a little bit more of one of those like quick, fun, burns out pretty quickly type relationships. We've all been there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I can relate to you on so many levels with that. But um, in your experience from the back-to-back type of relationship, and then you also understand the healing aspect of it, did you learn anything when you went back-to-back to a relationship? Yeah, I think we go back to back like that sometimes because we're used to being with somebody and we're used to being part of a unit. So when you have to try to find yourself, it's easier to just grab on to somebody else okay. and become a different unit that maybe it operates completely differently than your previous relationship, but you're still part of a unit because it's scary to be alone and to just kind of put yourself out there and do life alone. Oh, yes, I understand. So let me ask you this kind of off topic, but if a man was supposed to approach you, how are hard are you 
to like reach and talk to? Do you like play the game where like if they text you, you'll kind of leave a response on red type of yeah, thing? Yeah, like wait a few hours yeah. to answer the message. Uh, yeah, you got to play a little hard there to you get. Go. You got to play a little hard to get. I okay. feel like men should be the ones that are pursuing a little bit more. I yeah. know that's not how all women feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not speaking for everybody, but I feel like that's typically the better move in relationships. Okay. So why do you feel like as a man, uh, they should pursue you? Um, you like put me on the spot here with this. So I feel like the, I don't know. I just, I personally am somebody who believes in gender roles in relationships. Okay. Not that you shouldn't partner and not that there isn't equal, like you're both equals. Like right. it's not that one is above the other, mm-hmm. but I think men and women are wired differently. We're certain people are better at different things right. and are more like just supposed to do certain things. And I think if a man is weak and isn't pursuing a woman that that's going to lead to more issues down the road in a relationship. And I think as a woman, you need to know um, even if you have things to work on, cause we all have things to work on. Nobody's perfect, but mm-hmm. you need to know where you stand and that you're kind of worth being pursued. Not that you don't need to give things back to the man in that relationship, but there's a, you. there's a place you have to reach first. Right. Okay. It's interesting. So I feel like as a man, when we are approaching a woman, there's always that fear of rejection, yeah. but I think it depends on the type of person. But I think it's funny because whether you're attracted to somebody or not, you never know how recent a relationship they just had before. Unless you ask, of course. They might not tell you. The truth. Yeah. Exactly. That gets so, stretched a lot of the times. For sure. And it's it's men too. I mean, let's be honest. We know how to lie. Everybody knows how to lie. And I think that's so easy for us to kind of put on our front because we like somebody and we're physically attracted first mm-hmm. that we're like, ooh, I want to see what they're all about. Yeah, and nobody wants to be the person that says, oh, but my relationship just ended last week because right. that's pretty much, uh, most people would walk away from a situation like right. that, guy or girl. For sure. And as a woman, do you notice when a man is kind of hurting? It depends on the guy because there's, I mean, different types of people everywhere. Um, I think sometimes it takes knowing somebody really well, but also if somebody's acting out like crazy, mm-hmm. I think you can assume that they're hurting. Okay. What kind of characteristics have you seen? Have you seen that before in your past? Yeah. Okay. Do you mean more in a relationship way or in like a just meeting somebody way? Yeah. Just in general, somebody that you've been dating or talking to. Oh yeah. I mean, especially once you're in that with someone, you can tell in body language in the, and unfortunately in the day and age we live in the way they're answering their texts, the way they're picking up the phone, right. like that's like immediate flags sure. like, to know how they're feeling. For sure. And, uh, in those moments when you know that, do you give them the benefit of the doubt to say, okay, maybe this person it's just dealing whatever they're dealing with. Or do you kind of ask that question to say, Hey, are you okay? Do you feel like we're at the right time to get to know each other? Personally, I think I'm somebody who asks the question. Like I want to like get it out there, communicate and be like, you need like, not, you need to tell me everything you're thinking, but like, Hey, I'm feeling this vibe shift. Like, is it me? Are we going to walk away from this? Is this a personal thing you're going with? Like, you don't need to tell me all the details if we're brand new, but like, kind of like I have to look out for myself. So where are we going with this? Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. So as a woman, and this is always something I wanted to ask. uh, I mean, I always talk to my sister, but she's my sister. So it's different. Mm -hmm. But I think that when it comes to liking somebody, I know, like you said, with the gender roles, it's kind of like the man saying, hey, I like you. Have you ever experienced liking somebody first before you noticed that they liked you? Honestly, no, I don't think I have. Okay. 
I think I have always, and I mean, I'm sure there's people I've felt like um, an attraction to and right. not known if they've had an attraction mm -hmm. back to me. Um, and even I think of like my girlfriends and stuff. I think any girlfriend that I've had and myself that have gone after a guy, mm -hmm. it has always ended poorly for them. And the guy, cause I think guys and girls are different. Like if a guy is not interested in you and you have to go after him, he's probably not going to be interested in you mm -hmm. beyond something physical. Mm -hmm. And I think, of course, like I said, I found people attractive, but it's never anything I've acted on out of that. If they're going to be interested, they're going to pursue you. Yeah, for sure. Um, as a man, I think I can speak for that, that that's what it is. Um, I think that any man that's interested in a woman will want to pursue. But then I think that there's always that fear of rejection, depending on the oh, type yeah. of level uh, of the person of attraction, I think, because I think some people, when they think about like, oh, this person's out of my league type of mm -hmm. thing, um, it kind of puts them in a place where they're fearful and they're like, mm, not too sure. Does it throw you mentally though when a woman comes out the gate pursuing you or how does that make you feel? Oh, I got stories on that. Mm -hmm. It's, it is interesting. Um, uh, Ian, you can go ahead and talk about your story and I'll talk about mine. I mean, it happened one time, like within the last three, four years and I was just shocked. I thought I was getting punked because I don't expect that. It's I, not a natural feeling. Yeah. I mean, in the last episode, I did talk about, you know, I've been single forever and most times I was rejected. So when I hear somebody say that, it's like that one yes out of a million no's and you don't know how to react to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think, well, my personal experience, it wasn't till I noticed when we went on a date where the first date she paid for the ice cream and I was like, what? So it was, was kind of like a step back because it actually put me in a place where I'm like, oh my gosh, my pride is going away because I can't provide in like a moment. And it's so simple, but like, it's one of those abilities. Like I know I can provide for something simple, like again, ice cream, but I was like, she beat me to it. And then she was like, yeah, because I like you. And I'm like, whoa, because I did find her attractive, but I didn't like her yet. And because we went out for ice cream, I was like, okay, this is like a first date type of thing. And yeah. then things kind of just went, they went left after that. Yeah. So not that, but see, and even with things like that, I do think like gender roles aside, like splitting the dates can be a good thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think you should just expect the guy you're with to pay for everything. But right. when that happens on a first date and you're not sure yet, I, mm -hmm. I think it throws you. It does. I agree. I think that, um, it's funny because like, I feel like it's an environmental thing too. I think about as men, as we grow up, we're taught as men how to provide. But then there's people in, in situations where there isn't a father figure in their life where they don't have the best father figure mm -hmm. and they don't know those type of capabilities as a man until you have your own personal experiences. But just because I feel like you don't have uh, some type of example as a man in your life, it doesn't mean that you can't be a great man. Um, and I know of people like that, that, uh, haven't had any father figures or great examples and they've turned out pretty good. So I think when it comes to generals, I think it's an environmental thing, but it's community too. I feel like, of course you have people pouring into you and telling you like, Hey, uh, this is what I've done type of thing. And, you know, learn from my mistakes and here's the lessons that I've learned. Um, it could be beneficial for that person as well. Yeah. You find role models. I agree. So Let's talk about a subject in regards to the importance of singleness. So 
I wanted to hear a feedback from a female in regards to that. So what is your idea? Obviously, I know you said you're currently single now. Um, why do you feel like being single is important? Because you especially, I mean, I feel like everyone here is at that age of like, you know, like mid to tw upper 20s, everything like that. And um, I think you have to be comfortable with yourself at this age. Like you're still so young. You have so much of your life ahead of you. But if you you have to take time kind of to yourself to figure out what you're looking for, what you like about yourself, what you want to change about yourself. And you don't, it's hard to do that with another person. Not that you can't, but it's not going to be the same you that you are when you're comfortable being alone. Got it. So I have a question for you. Have you ever put somebody first before yourself? Absolutely. Okay. So when you did that and the priorities were shifted, did you lose yourself, quote unquote? Yeah, I would say, I don't know if I would say I lost myself, but it's mm -hmm. like I would put my needs and my, what I what would be best for me on the back burner. So even if something as simple as you're dating somebody, their schedule has them keeping later nights. So I sacrifice going to bed when I should and have a rougher day at work the next morning mm -hmm. because I'm up with that person, like focusing on their schedule. And I think sometimes... And not all women, but like when you're more nurturing and you're taking on that role, it's kind of easy to bend yourself to the guy that you're with. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of forget about yourself until you wake up one day and you're like, I'm burnt out. I'm mm -hmm. feeling resentful and I'm stressed out because yes. I've been putting myself on the back burner. You still know what you need. You still know who you are, right. but you've kind of thrown all that to the side. Speaking fire, Rachel, I like it. <laughs> so, um, it's it's interesting because you got my mind running because mm -hmm. in those moments, again, as a man, I understand that. But you being a woman, do you ever speak up in those moments to say, hey, right now I'm feeling like I'm not a priority in your life and I feel like I'm putting my needs before yours and I'm not feeling the best right now? I feel like I have done that in my long term relationship. That is something that I did do, but I think I waited too long to do it. And then you kind of get to a point where it's not always fixable mm -hmm. because you've let it go too long and because you've been holding it in. And I'm I'm somebody, not so much now, I think the older I get, the more I just will kind of like put my thoughts and feelings out there. But a little bit younger, like early 20s, it was kind of like, I'm going to hold this in and I'm going to suppress it, suppress it, suppress it. So when it finally did come out, it was too explosive and like... Well, I wish I had known you felt so resentful towards me eight months ago. Right. And now there's eight months of damage to rework through. Mm. Yeah. And if there's anything that you've learned in that moment, what would you say? That honestly, just coming out with it, even mm. if it's uncomfortable or not fun to deal with, saves even just in a I respect even if the relationship isn't going to work out just in a respect format and in a we've had an open honest communication and conversation you you wind up having so much more respect for the people you've had in your life or if they continue to stay in your life just by putting it out there sooner and and you don't get yourself so mad right because right like you say you don't suppress mm -hmm. and you don't you don't have to really worry about what they may say in that moment, because if that person is with you for, a, you know, the reason they should understand that there's always, there, there needs to be communication at the end of the day. Yes. And I think that how we communicate as men and women are way different. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that's really important for people to understand because again, I think it could be environmental and what you taught yourself and what you've been through. But I think that at that point, it's the balance. I always talk about for myself, a bridge, 
So if I'm on one side, you're on the other side, where's the common ground? Obviously, we're going to have our differences, we're going to have our pain, we're going to have our trauma. But what is it that we both deal with together to build that bridge and uh, to make sure that we, you know, can have that safe place for the relationship so we're not always beating each other up based off what we've been through Mm -hmm. or what we did to each other, whatever the case may be. Absolutely. And some people, they'll never find the middle of the bridge. Yeah. Well, speaking about the bridge, obviously, when I think about it, I mean, I put it around the faith base as well. And I also Mm -hmm. understand you are a woman of faith. I am. And uh, how important is your relationship uh, with God? It has to, I think we all struggle with it, but it needs to be number one. And I think, I think sometimes in relationships we can lose sight of that Mm -hmm. and we can also put that on the back burner. But Mm -hmm. I don't think personally, and this is all perspective, but I don't think you can, if you are a believer, you can't have a successful relationship unless the other person is also a believer. Right. People who are not, obviously it can work out for them, Mm -hmm. but if it matters to you and it doesn't matter to the person you're dating, you will continue to fight an uphill battle. Right. So have you talked to somebody that wasn't a believer before? I think pretty much all of my boyfriends have not been believers. So it it is something that I have not put on the priority and it has led to um, some breakups more amicable than others, Mm -hmm. but it has led to the downfall of the relationship every single time. Mm. So knowing that and understanding that and learning that, what is it that you want to do different now? You got to give it to God at the end of the day to put it that simple. Um, I think this is why I'm in a season of my life now where I am kind of taking a backseat with the dating world. Not that, I mean, you never know what comes along and who God will place in your life when, but like taking less of an active role of, will I meet someone or keeping your eyes out for it and taking more of like a backseat role and just, Letting it happen, focusing on me, focusing on my relationship with the Lord so that I don't let another person get in between that is Mm -hmm. probably, I feel like, the main goal right now to not have another relationship like that. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, again, when it comes to the foundation, I know you've you're a, a number one fan of our podcast, but I am. Uh, <laughs> I've watched or listened to every podcast. Yes, appreciate it. Um, I've talked about it before when it comes to foundation. I think that's so important to have that within as opposed to faith as well, but just your foundation with yourself, with God. uh, It's super important because then you understand why you move the way you move and act the way you act as opposed to somebody questioning it. And if they question it, you know how to explain it. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes when people question, that's when arguments kind of happen. So they say like, Oh, well, you don't kiss on the first date. Uh, You have to explain why. Yeah. So I think it's really important. Again, it's all perspective as well. I'm sure, again, there's successful relationships that don't really have faith based around it. But then again, um, you know, obviously when it comes to long lasting Mm -hmm. um, love, I believe you have to understand it, where it comes from and where it was created. I agree. And I think it it just goes back to that whole equally yoked things like two non-believers. They are equally yoked. Like they can be good together, but Mm -hmm. it really comes to, but then again, there's problems in those relationships too, because you're more comfortable with it ending. Your people are, I have friends who've gone into marriages that are like, well, it's okay if I wind up divorced and they're not believers and neither is their wife and they're okay for right now, but they, they feel that that's an option going into a marriage. And I think Mm. That's not something a lot of people want to look at. Right. 
So interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely something mm-hmm. I don't want to look at either. So in your phase now of singleness, what um, habits that you do, I guess, if you want to say to make yourself feel important? Going to the gym. Oh. Um, another shout out to Brandon. He's a great personal trainer. Um, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, going to the gym, um, I would say even just going to get my nails done, like things that are for me. Um, journaling is a big one. Reading books that I like, like taking time to do things that are hobbies for me that maybe I can do by myself. I don't need other people for, I would say is like the first step in self-care of getting comfortable being alone because even, you know, it's fun to go out with your friends on the weekend and stuff, but if that's all you do, you're still not comfortable being alone. And I think that's a huge important part of singleness is learning to be by yourself. It's a struggle too. I know that uh, I think that when it comes to those habits, like you've mentioned, I think men can agree that we do things, at least most of us can say to make ourselves feel important. like, you know, mm-hmm. the gym, getting a haircut, our beards, yeah. if we have one, facial hair, whatever, um, skin, whatever the case may be. Um, and it's just understand, again, your foundation. So you doing all those other things, uh, it's really important. I think that you just have to continue to do it. I just think it's funny how some habits stop when we meet somebody. Oh, absolutely they do. Or you throw them on the back burner. Because you focus on somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why in those moments when they happen, you have to kind of sit yourself down and say, hey, why did I do that? Yeah. And it's like you have to pay attention to what you let slip first. Like, are you skipping the gym all of a sudden? Are you not taking time to do your devotional, not taking time to read, like not making time for your friends? Like you have to look at what you're dropping first when you get into a new relationship and why you're doing it. Have you lost any friendships by that? Um, not recently i had Mm. in high school i did lose friends in a relationship that i was in um and it i'm lucky i was so young when that happened because i think it's eye-opening and you i don't i think once you let that happen once you don't let it happen again right i agree i agree so speaking about friends and speaking about um because i don't know what it's like as a man obviously uh we have a perspective when it comes to as my girl hypothetically speaking them having friends of the opposite sex what is your opinion about that? So I have multiple opinions about this. Okay. I think there's, you cannot separate somebody and you should not be insecure about somebody who has had a friend of the opposite gender their entire life or they work with them or even if they met them late, late teens, early twenties, if it's been, if that person has been in their life, like that is a solid friendship and that's something you should respect. I think it can get a little bit, Iffy when they, if you're dating someone and they meet somebody while you're together and now all of a sudden they're wanting to spend time with this person one-on-one um, of the opposite gender, I think that's when it gets a little shady. Right. But if it's already an established friendship, I think everybody has friends. Yeah. What about, if what's you, your opinion? I, I think well, I, in my mm, experience, mm. I think guys have a harder time with this than girls do. Well, yeah. But not all girls. I mean, some are very jealous. It For depends. Sure. We'll definitely talk about it. I think there's a whole podcast episode of talking about men and their insecurities because I think that we all deal with them in some type of way. I think as a man, depending on your trauma and your pain um, and trust, honestly, mm-hmm. if you honestly trust who you're dealing with, then it's a different story. Yes. I think that a lot of people, when it comes to trust, it's a different definition for all of them. But I also think that you can't put that definition on the person you're dealing with. 
Like that has to be an inner definition for you where if you trust yourself to know that you can trust another person, then you shouldn't be struggling with trust. And obviously, again, as a believer, it, you put your trust in God and everything should be okay. But my personal perspective of that, I'm the same way. I think that I respect relationships. I also think that there's times where if you have a friend that you've dealt with in the past and you're still friends with, that's a little uncomforting to me. I agree with that. And I, I, I think it really, this a situation like that is case by case. Of course. Um, if you're with someone and they used to talk to somebody they're friends with, it can get territorial. It can yes. get weird. That can bring out emotions in the other person. Mm. But things that have been platonic, that's yeah. when I think. But it can still, I mean, you never know the depths of somebody else's heart. Well, it's funny because exactly, um, as I look at this door that's in front of me, I think about as men and being friends with the opposite sex, some men that are friends with females mm -hmm. and if they're in a relationship, I mean, again, this is perspective, but they kind of wait for that door to be open to say, Ooh, they're single. Let me try to jump on it. And I've experienced friendships where I've heard people say like, yeah, I'm attracted to her. And if she just gives me one opportunity, I'm going to jump on it. And it's funny because I think at the end of the day, when you think about foundation, you want that best friend too. Definitely. But I think that because a person's in a relationship and you kind of are waiting for that one moment to slide in. Yeah. It's kind of like sneaky a little bit. So is it really a friendship? Yeah. And I'm just laughing because I feel like that it, like, I just feel like it's so typical guy, like, right now. And I do, I mean, I agree with you because I think, you know, it's been said, there's so many memes on the internet, like, guys are more visual. And there's so many things, like, guys are always like, oh, your guy friend likes you, your guy friend likes you, your guy friend likes you. And I think that's where it does come down to the level of closeness that you have with somebody. Like, I think guys and girls in friend groups can potentially it's a little bit different. But if a girl is really close with one of her guy friends, I think a lot of the time you're right. And there could be an interest there and they could be waiting for that door to open. Um, but at the same time, I think it depends with that, like where the girl stands. Yeah. Uh, well, we talked about it before, but boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's depends on your boundaries and how you explain that to somebody because like you said there's friends that are really friends and there's friends that might be attracted you might be attracted to like yeah. but we're a friend and that's all we're going to be but mm -hmm. then everything's a timing thing so you never know yeah. what may happen but i think um having boundaries just for yourself too mm -hmm. is just as important because then you also teach somebody if i'm single and you know that i'm single and you're a friend, then I just need you to be there to be a friend, not try to be my boyfriend, not try to be my girlfriend, whatever the case yes. may be. Um, and, you know, you just explain that. But again, there's always those people that kind of. And I think yeah. I think people know deep down when they have a friend that is interested in. Them oh, that yeah. Way, though. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think we're blind to it. Like, you're not blind to it. If you have a girlfriend right. that is secretly hoping and waiting for you to show interest. And I'm not blind to it. If I have a guy friend that I know is secretly waiting for me to show interest. And I think that's where, if you are keeping that friend in your life, you have to have, um, kind of the respect in the conversation for the person you're either dating or starting to talk to, to maybe even say like, this is my friend. Like we are just friends. I have no interest, but I do know that there's, they have a slight interest in me. Right. And keeping it transparent. For sure. Communication is key, I think, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, so when it comes to men in general, and obviously when I think about it too, um, the characteristics, 
What's important to you as a woman for a man? Uh, The first one is leadership. I really think being a strong leader is probably the first thing I look for in a guy when I'm meeting him. Um, I, like I said, we're all equals, but I, you, I don't know. I want somebody who can lead and who can take the initiative and have that stronger role. Not that there isn't strict, like there's strength in being the softer partner in the relationship as well, but it's a different type of strength. So that's probably number one, honesty, integrity, those are way up there too. If someone can't be honest with you or you're spotting little white lies in the beginning, even if they're not white lying to you, if they're white lying to the other people in their life, that's a flag in itself because if they're comfortable doing that with a friend, a parent, a sibling, anybody, they're going to be comfortable doing it to you as well. So seeing that first and foremost, and then how they are with others, like how they treat others, like are they compassionate to the needs of the people around them, even the people who aren't that close to them? So those are probably the four or five things I look for off the bat. I like that. I think um, it's funny because sometimes I think as a man, we have these expectations of women too. Mm -hmm. And then I know that there's men out there that try to mold women and a sense of manipulation to say, this is how I want you to be. And I think it's a shame, obviously. I mean, I'm not that type of guy, of course, but I think it's a shame how they use their insecurities and vulnerabilities to their advantage. And um, I think that's another reason why it's so important to kind of just spot out those type of people, both men and women, because um, there's a lot of evil people out in this world. yes, there is. So I think that... uh, when you understand what it's like to be single and understand the importance of it, you also understand how quickly people try to be in relationships just to kind of fulfill themselves. Mm, fill a void. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you been there? Mm, maybe. Yeah. Coming out of, like I said, coming out of a long-term relationship, it's weird to be on your own. Mm-hmm. And it's um, sometimes subconscious. Why do you think you struggled with being alone? So I think probably just maybe like an age thing. Like I spent from 20 to 24 in a relationship. It's a long time. Yeah. And you know who you are when you're 20 versus who you are when you're 24 is a very different place. Like in 20, everybody's, you're two years out of high school. Everybody's still in the college scene. You don't even know like what's up from down at that point. Like you're just figuring it out. By 24, you're about two years out of college. You're kind of figuring out who you want to be, what you want, what directions you want to go in. And you're taking life a little bit more seriously. And so I think that like you, you're changing, but it's also like, those are formative years. So like to be on your own and now, oh my gosh, I'm alone. This is all brand new. Like what is next for me? It's easy to kind of grab onto somebody else to kind of fill those scary spots. Sure. And I think that companionship, we all want it. Yeah. I think we, I mean, my great grandmother used to always mention it, but um, she said, no one wants to die alone. No, And uh, I, don't know, I think about this world and everything that we're going in. What's it like now? Dating apps. I mean, social media, everything. Like there's always competition mm-hmm. and there's always somebody projecting on their social media. Like what love is, what a happy relationship is, what a happy marriage is, uh, relationship goals, quote unquote. Yeah, it's pushed down our throats. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's in a perspective. And I think that you, everybody wants that. But I think that from your own personal belief system, you also understand the type of relationships that you should be in and that things take time. 
Absolutely. You, you can't, know? anything I think, you know, I heard a speaker say this years ago, if you go into something super fast, super quick, super heavy, it's going to end in the same way. Something that you build into lasts longer where something that you jump into ends fast. You're going to crash and burn. I've been there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. And I think that what I've learned in those moments, like you said, nothing rushed can't be kept. I agree. And I also understand, um, if you don't stay prepared, you won't be prepared. Well, the opposite. If you aren't prepared, you have to be prepared. But I think that um, that's always been my word. Like I said, this is the past two years, the preparation part about it. Because um, I feel like in singleness, you have to be prepared for, you know, obviously that person. And uh, I read a book uh, by this pastor, Andy Stanley. And um, he talks about becoming the person that you want to be. Love, with. sex, and dating. No. I just read it. Amazing. It's a great book. Amazing. So yeah. uh, just to think about that and to think about, well, wow, somebody's praying for me. It's pretty powerful mm-hmm. when you think about it. Absolutely. And uh, knowing that you are meant to feel that love that you deserve, that godly love. I mean, why not be patient, you know? Absolutely. And you got to think too, your 20s to forever is a really long time to be with the wrong person. For sure. And we have to go through those ups and downs and those wrong, I guess, relationships where they teach us who we are as a person and what we don't want and what we don't deserve. And I think that it's funny because I used to beat myself up about that. Like, man, why did I make the same mistake again? And I chose that same person that way. Like I've spent all this time trying to learn about myself, trying to heal, Mm -hmm. trying to make sure that I don't go through similar situations and then boom, something like that. But I always believe, you know, there's valuable lessons that I feel like that are within. And I think that at some point you can understand because you went through that is another lesson that you learned or you should learn and apply. But uh, it's another season of growth because I feel like like exercise, there's a lot of uncomfortable muscles that we have to work out because it's only way to grow is you have to be uncomfortable in certain mm-hmm. situations. So we have to continue to stress that and exercise that way because if we are always comfortable in certain seasons of our life, of course, we're not going to grow. Yeah. And if sometimes if you don't go through those hard, painful things, even though we don't want to feel them, you wouldn't be who you are and you won't be ready for the person you're supposed to be with. Like we experience those pains and those heartbreaks, I think for a reason. For sure. And um, we understand uh, both of us that God heals. Yeah, he definitely does. And uh, in our singleness, that is his time to heal us and to get closer to him and to know that patience is key. And at some point, you're going to be able to celebrate it. Oh, absolutely. Some of the strongest Christians I know have said that the times they've been closest to God is when their heart has been broken. Mm. Say it again. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes. Oh, when your heart is broken is... I messed up. (laughs) (laughs) They get here. They get here. But that that is powerful. I agree. I think that, um, like my pastor used to say, there's a test in testimony. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of tests that we have to go through to get them. And I think that's being able to share, you know, your experiences with some, and obviously this is what this is about. Again, we appreciate you for jumping on. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. We'll be on again. Hey, thank you all for tuning in. Peace.